Well, hello, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in to Chapel Chimes Podcast. This is a podcast devoted to chiming in on what's going on in our culture, inside the church, and outside the church. Please like, subscribe, and share, and we'd love to hear from you. Now, without further ado, Chapel Chimes. Well, hello, folks, and welcome to another edition, another episode of Chapel Chimes. This is Pastor Dallas Payton, Jr. I'm the host here at Chapel Chimes, and we're so glad you've chosen to download, like, listen to wherever you are. We're glad you have. We'd love to hear from you, and uh, we always thank those for tuning in. I say tuning in because I've been on the radio over the years but uh, we're so glad. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach us now on most uh, platforms. You can also email us. You can follow us on Twitter, and uh, we even have some videos on TikTok, all kinds of social medias, but uh, we're just glad you've tuned in to Chapel Chimes. I am excited today because I'm going to chime in on a subject that, in fact, when I originally, when we originally started this podcast ministry, uh, one of the things I really wanted to talk about was the family and the home, and uh, that's what we want to look at today. We're going to chime in on Christian home, or the Christian family, or Christian marriage. This will be part one. I hope to do two or three segments of this, and uh, we're going to have a word of prayer. I'm going to introduce you, when after we pray, to our guest today. I've got a special guest in the Chapel Chime studio, and it'll be a first for us. And uh, I think it'll be a help to you. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you. I pray you'd be with us now in these next moments here on Chapel Chimes. We pray you'd bless in a special way. And Lord, help us to maybe share something that will be a blessing to those wanting to have a Christian home. And Lord, we love you and thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this will be a first time ever for Chapel Chimes. I have... Uh, a guest that's with me. This is my favorite person in the whole world. I've got a lot of favorite people, but she is the top of the list. Now, it's also the first time that we'll have a female uh, guest or co-host, and uh, she is with us today, and that is my sweetheart, Miss Cindy Payton. Cindy, can you say hello to us? Hello, everybody. <laughs> and she's a little nervous, and she I told her, said, don't be. Uh, and I'm going to be asking her some questions. We're going to talk about the Christian home and uh, what that means. In, in particular, maybe talk a little bit about um, a pastor's wife and a pastor's wife's role, some things that uh, uh, maybe she has learned and that we've learned together. Uh, I'll tell you, we have been, some that will hear this, of course, go to church with us and know us and know this and not anything new to them. But if you don't know us, um, we've been married now um, since February of 1989. So we've going almost 30, going 32 and a half, almost 33 years. By the time some people hear this, it'll be 33 years. Um, and, um, she has been just a blessing to me and we've been in the ministry for most of that. And so we have kind of a unique perspective. Uh, her mother, her mom and dad though, Cindy grew up in a great home, uh, and a picture of a Christian home. How long have they been married, Miss Cindy? It'll be 60 years. 60 years. So we feel like newlyweds when we think about them. So we don't have all it's the February. answers. 
And so we want to just talk about a few things. And we've had the privilege over the years to go to a lot of marriage retreats and couples retreats. And we've hosted a few of those. We've taught and um, actually been involved in quite a bit of those. It's a big thing that we love. Uh, And I really think, one of the reasons we want to chime in, I really think we have an issue and a problem in our culture. We see this, obviously, in our culture. It's not just me thinking it. And that is we have a problem with homes. We have a problem. um, There's an attack on marriage and on the home. And I think most preachers know this and most Christian families know this. And we need to get back to having strong Christian families. And so we're going to chime in on that today. We're going to talk about a few things. I want to begin by saying that we have different backgrounds. I come from a split home, uh, a rougher situation because of divorce. I had a great uh, people that loved me, of course. I'm not complaining. But I pick at Cindy because she came from a tremendous home, almost a leave it to Beaver. Her parents have been married 60 years. She's got tremendous it, will it be 60 years? It's already 60 years. I think it's 60 years. It's, 60, February. it's February. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And so she comes from a different perspective. She's really watched what a Christian home is about uh, really all of her life. And so I want to begin. Um, when you say Christian home, you're talking about a husband and a wife that are both saved and, and know the Lord. Uh, but there's more to it than that. And you know, there's some things, there's some factors into a Christian home. There's some keys to a Christian home. Uh, I think loving the Lord and putting God first and going to church. And Miss um, Cindy, you've learned a lot. What would you say? You've been married to me now 32 years, which you put up with a lot of stuff. Um, when you think of a Christian home, what do you think would be something that you would want to share today? Just to, as we get started, I know that's kind of a general question. I'm putting you on the spot in a way. We have not rehearsed this. And she doesn't have anything in front of her. I'm just asking her off the cuff. But when you think of what watching your parents going to the couples retreats being married 32 years where would you begin if some young person listened today and they said man i'd like some i just like some advice as i get started i've done three weddings in the last month and a half what would you say to those young couples um i think for a christian home to me would be definitely putting christ first um in your home is is what I think of, and growing up in a Christian home, um, that's that's how my home was growing up. Um, you know, Dad was the leader, and then Mom, and then us children. But but God was first in our home growing up, and church was very very much a priority, um, and that's how it's been in our marriage and in our home for um, Pastor Dallas and I as well. Um, God has been number one at all times, um, and then he's been the priority. Pastor Dallas has been priority in my life, the love of my life, um, and then our children um, have come along after that, of course. And um, I think most definitely Christ being number one and um, in in your marriage is so important to have a Christian marriage, um, and he is the center of, of our marriage and of our life, and I think that has made us be able to be successful, um, and the love that we ha- have and that we share for each other, I think, has been a main priority. Um, we truly do love each other, and 
Um, our love is the foundation for our marriage. Christ and our love, I think, has been. And my parents truly love each other. You you can tell it's Tom and Francis. Um, it's, it's not Tom and then Francis. And the same thing with um, Pastor Dallas and I. It's we're a team. And Christ is the center and the main part. So, um, I mean, that's really kind of, that people should know that. But it's shocking. We've watched it where that don't always happen, does it? I no, mean, it doesn't. And it doesn't. When you'd say, well, that's simple. We all know that. Why do you think people, do you think, what is, why? Why do people say that Christ is a sinner? I'm asking you. I'm not saying you have the answer. I don't know that anybody does have that answer. Well, a lot of times people's in their marriage, it's more either one, the other, or God is left out completely. So it's mm. not a total of the three. Whereas it's just one person, there's totally selfish and all about themselves, or God just isn't involved. Church is not a priority. Yeah, when you said that, first thing I thought was selfish. We've talked yes, a lot. Of, we, yes. we have dealt with couples over the years. Of course, obviously, I'm not going to say anybody's name here, obviously, but for many years now, and even as a youth pastor and young couples, and I even deal with a lot of teenagers that are sweet on each other and I don't know how many boys I've coached over the years on how to get a girlfriend. And, of course, I coached one boy, and he married my daughter, so I may have done too good a job. But um, it really is selfish. The thing that I've watched and noticed that I see, and you and I have seen this couple a lot because we've seen them come and go, is selfishness. And that's a different issue than a marriage. We're kind of doing this on marriage in the home. But I, I would say what you said, love each other and then... Put the other, I mean, love the Lord Jesus first. That has to be number one. Then put the other person above themselves. Right, right. You can't be successful in a marriage or as a mother or father and be and be selfish. You have to put the other first. And um, that's just that's just simply it for me, which I don't think a person as a Christian can be happy in their life if they're not living their life that way anyway, because the Lord teaches us um, in the Bible that as Christians, we're to be servants and we're to be serving others, which means we're to be putting other people first and we're to be living our lives as Christians as servants, and um, I know um, putting others first makes us happy. I know it makes me very happy to serve other people and to love other people, and um, when I know, when I love my husband and put my husband first, he always loves me back, and I tend to get more love in return, and and it's just um, something that really works very, very well, um, and it just clicks, and that's how God designed it. Um, well, let me ask you this. What would you say to somebody? They've just tuned in, and they have saw the, the headline, you know, Christian marriage, Christian home. What would you say to someone? Again, I don't think there's a 100% answer to this, but they're hearing this, and they're saying, okay, y'all have got to, you know, God's blessed you. But what if they're in a marriage? Maybe somebody's listening. It could be even in our family. Maybe somebody will hear this years from now, and they're struggling. Maybe... Maybe they are saved. Maybe the husband says he's saved and the wife says they're saved. Maybe it could be the husband and the wife. You know, we've dealt with that quite a bit over the years. And what would you, do you have an answer? What is your thoughts, I guess? You don't have to have an answer to that that young girl, that young guy. And they're like, wait a minute, I want this and I don't have it. 
What do you have any thoughts well, there? Everybody's going to struggle from time to time. There are going to be times that we struggle, um, but that's where the Lord Jesus comes in. He's the third part of our of our marriage, and we have to take it to the Lord when we are struggling and we're having difficulties, and ask Him to intervene. And there's many times there might be something that I feel like I know He's sitting beside of me, but I want to fix Pastor Dallas or change Pastor. Dallas, or I don't like what he's doing or how he's doing it, um, but I can't fix him or I can't change him, um, but I can always go to the Lord and pray and ask the Lord to either fix me or to fix the situation, and whatever it is in your life that you're struggling with, um, we have that other person who is greater um, and can fix any problem, and all we have to do is turn to him and take your situation, whatever it may be, and don't think he can't fix it because he can fix anything. There's not a situation he can't fix. So pray and take it to him and truly believing that he can take care of whatever situation it is in your life and trust him that he can take care of it and continue to be kind and love your partner through whatever it is and and um and give it to him would you say also that i mean look we know i want to say this that there is really and i think sometimes people hear something like this they say well there's um because there really is no perfect marriage no there's not no one's and there's because two a marriage is made up of two imperfect people right now we're doing this kind of off the cuff we don't have any statistics in front of us but the divorce rate in the church is about the same as it is outside the church. And one thing I've learned as a pastor is it decimates the church. It decimates the family. And we really need to do what we can to keep it together. Now, there are times when it just can't be uh, kept together. But we just wanted to talk about the uh, the emphasis on the home. Um, I would say this as a pastor, the home is fault. We've, the biggest battles we've had is to try to keep our marriage and our home um, first and together. And so what are some of the things that you, and Miss Cindy's sitting here, you know, you've helped me, Cindy, so much over the years. And what are some things that you would say to maybe a couple, it could be the guy or the girl, that would help them? You say, man, I want this. We're just starting. Or, you know, we've kind of hit a, a, you know, a rut, let's say, that would keep their marriage going down the right track. What are some things? That, I know you've learned some. You've spoke on this some uh, to ladies. What are some things? You mentioned the Lord. You mentioned uh, forgiveness. Is there some other things that you would say to a young couple? Well, the first one, like like you just said, I mentioned prayer and and, and calling on the Lord to take care of it because he's, he's number one. Um, forgiveness, um, Pastor Dallas mentioned it. Be quick to forgive um, and quick to ask for forgiveness in a marriage is so important. Uh, instead of arguing and continuing arguing, you know, a lot of times I'll just say, you know what, honey, I'm sorry. And it fixes everything. And it's so much easier to just be in communion and, and to, um, you know, just forgive and go on. Um, 
it's just wonderful. A lot of times you've already forgotten what you're arguing about anyway. So forgiveness is, is a lot of the key. And then spending time together. You know, you have kids. We now have grandkids. Um, and you stay so busy. I'm actually making my husband take some time off here in the next couple weeks. And I'm taking him away to Florida for a week because he is so busy. I don't hardly ever see him. And you have got to take time away with your spouse. And um, I would interrupt here, too, and say, we talk about your mom and dad. They really are big on that. I mean, this, they don't go anywhere without each other, basically. Right. Um, we haven't had that privilege a lot of times, but they really don't go anywhere without each other, which I think is remarkable. Um, but make sure that you spend time together. Make it a priority um, to have date nights or whatever it is that you need to do. Um, I'm taking my husband away for a week to spend time with him. Because we don't see each other real often, and it's important that you do that. So make sure that you do date nights or whatever um, and so you're saying, spend time together. Love each other. Forgive each other. Pray. pray for each other. Spend time together. Right. Um, did, I, I, did I cut you off there? What else? And that's, I think, the most important, most important things. The we thing can that cover you've said, today. the thing that you've said, and I think, and we, I've talked about this to other couples a lot. It's helped us. We've watched your parents. I've watched, and I've learned from other couples. Um, I learned what not to do because I'm, I come from a broken home and saw the opposite of this, and, and that, and that would be humility. You know, the opposite of selfishness. Selfishness to me and materialism. You know, I don't. We've dealt with a lot of couples where. When we watch them, it's all about their job. It's about their money. It's about, and they've really, and this is going to sound, I don't mean this to sound mean. In fact, I don't really have any individual in mind, uh, just so many different ones over the years that uh, I, I see most of the time when it's broken, it's because they've fallen in love with something outside the marriage, whether it's money, it could be a hobby. Uh, you know, we live in an area that's got a lot of uh, drugs and alcohol, Um you know, other things outside of the Lord. In fact, it's a miracle that the marriages last as long as they do. Um, and the humility, though, to me, to, is something that, and I've learned that from you, and I've watched your mom and dad do that, and I've watched other uh, couples. And if I could say anything to add to what Cindy just said, it'd be humility. Um, when you give in, when you say, I'm sorry, um, man, it, it is a, almost like a superpower. It is almost impossible to, um, uh, you know, be in an argument with somebody who says, hey, I'm sorry. If you are, then you're just mean. There's some other things that you've helped me with, though, like, you know when not to push my buttons, let's say. you. I've heard you talk about that. I've heard you say, you know, uh, give me my space. I've, uh, you know, there's things that you've learned not to do and I've learned not to do. Down through the years, you learn as you've been married through years. The years, uh, ladies, you'll learn, like when your husband comes in from work and, you know, don't just jump on him with everything that needs to be done when he's been working for 12 hours. You know, there's just things like that we may cover even later um, in the podcast, just things you learn um, just because I've been married for so long that are just smarter, that you just learn ways to love your husband smarter and and ways to be maybe a better wife um, mm-hmm. and ways 
you know, that your husband can be a better husband. Just things I've just learned just yeah. because we've been things, together so long. One of the so things long. that's helped us a lot, I think, and I think you'd agree with this, is the marriage retreats. We went to marriage retreats now for, right. what, 10, more than that, 10, 12 years. And that's helped us. It has. That's we've learned really a lot us. through and the And you know what's funny retreats. is the people that go to the marriage and couples retreats, many of them have been married for decades and I've noticed that. Oh, let me ask you this. We'll close. We're almost done here. I want to go about 20, 25 minutes. We'll go to part two. I feel like we're just getting started. We might have to do 10 of these. We have to have our own podcast. And uh, the, the, the studio is a lot prettier with you in it. I can tell you that. But um, what is something, just because I don't want to be pie in the sky and lovey-dovey, but what are some, what is one of the been, been the hardest thing that you've had to, and you don't have to get into great detail, but like, what do you think is one of the hardest things you've dealt with or that you've seen others deal with that really hurts the marriage? And you mentioned spending time together. I would think that your number one problem is that we don't spend enough time together. Um, what would you say? Am I wrong there, right there? What would you say that you see that's a big issue in in marriages and homes that, that you've dealt with? Because I know you've dealt with some people that I've never dealt with that have asked you questions. Um, what would you say to that? I, I think um, there's two things. Uh, one, like you said, is the spending time, and I'm, and I'm going to cover that in a second. But one thing I want to mention, and I think maybe we might touch on this the next time if you don't mind, is um, don't let the devil, like, feed you lies about your marriage. Um, mm-hmm. Like telling you, the devil will always tell me that I'm not good enough or I've not done enough or tell me oh he's thinking this or he thinks this about you or he thinks that about you or a lot of times you know it's just a little bit of communication where I'll sit down with Pastor Dallas and I'll say you know I felt like you didn't want to be with me when he really did want to and I think the devil a lot of times don't let the devil make you think even to the point of you know things are better with somebody else the devil will even put lies in their head to the point of things would be better without that person. Things mm. would be better if I was with somebody else. Um, don't let the devil tell you lies and put lies and things in your head, whether it's telling you you're not good enough for that person or that person isn't good enough for you. Just watch the devil in your marriage and how he uses your mind and works in your mind because he can really work. And I think the devil really works in our minds nowadays and our emotions, especially as ladies, we're, we're emotional or I know I am. Um, and he can really work that way. And I, I watch myself now and how emotional I am and, and the things, thoughts that go through my head that are totally ridiculous sometimes that I feel like sometimes the devil even plants um, and make sure that communication with your husband is is clear. And if you have a thought, you know, tell him. Say, I'm thinking this. Do you really, do you think this? And keep that key to communication open. Now, you just said something that I want to hit on before we close. One thing that, that we have done, and, and I don't, I'm not going to toot horns here, but that you've helped me with and that we've really, really worked on. And I mean, we've learned this a lot from other couples and and I'm big on this as a pastor anyway, but it's communication. We really talk about stuff and sometimes it's uncomfortable, but I would say if I was going to, as we close, I would say that's the, you said spending time. Of course you got to spend time to communicate. Um, But 
you know, it's shocking to me, the men that don't focus on communication and just said, Hey, I want to hear you. Hey, I want to listen to you. And, um, and it's, if you don't communicate good, the devil will put things in your mind and heart. So, uh, but I, I wanted to mention that communication. We've talked about communication a lot. We, we've always said, and I would, I would counsel anybody, by the way, I'd counsel you with your job, with your church, with your pastor. I, I'm really big on communication. Most problems to me are communication breakdowns. Now we could talk next time about control. I think that's a big issue. Um, we spending time. That's obviously a big issue. Um, and, uh, we're going to talk about that more. Well, we're going to close there. We thank you for tuning in. We just kind of, this is almost an introduction. We got so much. And as we got into this, that we would like to talk about, but we want to encourage you with your marriage, with your home. If you're listening today, pray about it. Uh, seek, there's some good literature out there. Find you a good Bible believing church. Pray, put God first. Uh, listen, God wants your marriages to stay together. Uh, it's almost as if everybody's kind of given up, but God wants your homes to stay together. I know there's times, and I know sometimes things can't be salvaged, but God wants you to stay together and love each other and pray for each other and forgive each other. And I really believe we can see our homes restored once again. So I hope it's been a help to you. Thank you for tuning into the Chapel Chimes podcast. Lord, I pray you be with us as we close this out today. We thank you and praise the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Chapel Chimes.